As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, do you ever just, uh, want to slap a bitch? Because <laughs> right now, I just gotta, I gotta slap a bitch. I m- try and make it a daily practice to slap a bitch at least <laughs> once a day. <laughs> and usually it's myself. So. <laughs> Amazing. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Well, well welcome, back welcome back to Paranormal. <laughs> Well, we continue to be um, potty mouth paranormal, not investigators. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite. We're really good at our job, podcast. guys. We're super good at it. And uh, yeah, we don't get investigative, but we like to tell real ghost stories. So if that's your jam, stick around. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got some good ones. I mean, I'm really excited about mine because I think this is the most like firsthand experiences that I've been able to find. I'm so jealous. I don't have a lot of yeah. firsthand experiences on mine, so I'm glad that you've got a goodie. <laughs> yeah, I'll forgive you. Um, so did we have any intros or anything to do f- for this episode? I feel like we do not. I don't um, think so. No. Okay, great. No. Well, um, we've decided that this episode we are going to do haunted bars or restaurants Mm -hmm. um given the fact that we are now in another lockdown and we'll probably never see (laughs) a restaurant or bar ever again no but don't know when don't know when so we're just kind of craving the experience and thought we'd uh go down (laughs) memory lane of when you could gather with friends at a bar and enjoy it (laughs) yeah even surrounded by ghosts yes also uh when we had Mike Mitchell on the show, he had mentioned that they filmed at the Winking Judge. And so I have to just add this tidbit. So they had filmed at the Winking Judge and we had said in an episode, oh yeah, we did that story. And then I got a message from our friend Katrina who mm. messaged me and was like, what episode is the Winking Judge? So I looked back at our catalog and I was like, we didn't end up doing the Winking Judge. It was a... Uh, it was like a, an option for something that we were going to do yeah, for a live show. Yeah, it was show. an option for a live show, yeah. And then we didn't do it. So I was like, oh shit, we need to 
we're going to need to fix that. So then I thought, mm-hmm. okay, haunted bars and restaurants would be fun. And I just wanted to say to Katrina, thank you for pointing it out. And I hope that you're enjoying your Friday morning walk, which is when she listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. That's adorable. Thanks, yes. Katrina. For okay. staying faithful to the <laughs> podcast. And, and commenting and responding to all of our posts on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And she came to our live show, so she's a real one. <laughs> she's a real one for sure. Um, okay, so horoscopes. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You're first this week, so you can okay. go first. We'll do. Mm-hmm. So Gemini, get out of the doldrums and enjoy life. The situation is such that if you remain stagnant for a little while, you will soon sink into a spiral of depression and downward thinking. If you stay afloat and focused on your dreams, you will remain active in your pursuit of all your life's goals. You will have the power of the universe behind you, supporting you all the way. Okay. Um, I mean... Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm locked in my house 24 <laughs> seven. Like, yeah, I'm I feel like it's clearly, hard to not clearly depressed. Um, I don't know. Hard to follow my dreams when I can't get together with Nicolina to become the most famous podcasting duo of all time. <laughs> I mean, we've done pretty well for the last four months trying to definitely to do it, but, um, yeah. So I've just, yeah, I mean, like I can't. I I mean, I try, I try to not be depressed and I try to, you know, stick to the bright side of things. Today was a bit difficult. Just wasn't my day, but you know what? There's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. It's a a new day. Yeah. All All right, Leo, you may get a bit frustrated in the morning because of a lack of commitment on the part of others, Leo. You may find it hard to pin down an answer when everything seems to be up in the air. The good news is that things should run much more smoothly by this evening and well into tonight. Note a major boost in emotional self-confidence now. After dark is definitely your time to shine. Okay, well that's, I mean, good news because this day has been (laughs) freaking insane when it comes to not getting um, the answers that I need and people being flaky on on certain things when it comes to work. So I think maybe we've reached that, that, that point where, Mm -hmm. uh, we're finally maybe coasting in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, fingers crossed. Um, I do have some things that I have to find, like finish up at the end of tonight. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that this is a prediction for getting that done quickly and efficiently and Mm -hmm. no roadblocks because... I am very sick of them and That's right. I would just like to get my work done. That's right. Okay. okay. We hear well, you. Put it out there. Yeah. Manifesting. That's right. Okay. Well, okay. Here we go. So, I have decided to do the keg mansion, which is a the keg is a keg. Yes. But it's also yeah. a mansion. That yes. is in located in Toronto, Ontario. Um, Have you ever been there? So I thought we used to go to this place called Maddie's. I thought it was the Keg Mansion, but it wasn't. It was in a similar, I feel like a similar vibe or similar okay. architecture. Um, but then I realized, I was like, no, I don't know if I've ever been to the Keg Mansion. So I'm like, 
honestly, as soon as we're done this, like yes. I'm going for dinner at the keg mansion, like as yeah. soon as I can. Cause like their can food is amazing too. Yeah, absolutely. I've never um, been to the keg mansion either. So I would love to, we should find something to celebrate. Even if it's just the simple fact that we're able to go out to eat. Totally. Totally. <laughs> um, I watched a video from a guy who was like doing paranormal activities like uh-huh. seeing if there was paranormal activities while An he was eating and his food oh, okay. looked fucking incredible. And I was oh, like, yeah. I just want to go to the gag mansion now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, that's what I'm, I'm doing. Um, I will give a little bit of history around it and then go mm-hmm. into the experiences that, um, many, many people, firsthand experiences that many people have reported on various blogs, um, so I got my information from Wikipedia, the history of the mansion from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I got it from a Vice article, um, which was, I'll, I'll go into the details of that, Narcity as well, and TorontoGhost.com. So yeah, lots of, lots of uh, cool stuff there. So To give you a little bit of a background, the Keg Mansion is a former residential building that is presently used as the location for the Keg Restaurant in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The building was originally built in 1867 for Arthur McMaster, nephew of Canadian Senator and banker William McMaster. And in 1915, the building was bequeathed to the Massey family um, and then to Victoria College, a federated college of the University of Toronto. Then in 1976, the keg repurposed the building to serve as a restaurant. At the time when it was originally built in 1867, Jarvis Street was one of the wealthiest parts of Toronto and the street was lined by large manors. The house was set back from the street and surrounded by large gardens. In 1882, it was purchased by Hart Massey and his wife, who had just returned to Toronto from Cleveland. The Masseys renovated the house and added a turret, veranda, and greenhouse, but the original Gothic facade was not significantly altered. Eventually, as the area became more urban and various commercial operations moved in, the Masseys decided to leave and the building was bequeathed to the University of Toronto. The manor served as the first home of Toronto radio station CFRB in the 1920s and was home to an art gallery for several decades until 1960. It later was bought by Jules Fine and became a restaurant named Julie's Mansion uh, with the Bombay Bicycle Club existing on the top floor. After suffering a stroke, the grounds were sold off. So Jules Fine suffered a stroke. The grounds... Um, were sold off and the greenhouses demolished and replaced with a service station. In 1976, it became home to the Keg Restaurant and was renamed the Keg Mansion. So writer Nick Ross, who contributes to Munchies, the food blog by Vice, caught up with Jen Anthony, the general manager of the Keg's flagship restaurant, to discuss the mansion's dark past and what it's like working in Canada's most infamous haunted restaurant. As I mentioned earlier, in 1873, the Massey family moved into the mansion as Hart Massey sold farming equipment and was very well off as a result. During this time, his family experienced a few events that may explain why this place remains a spot for the paranormal even after the Masseys moved out. To start, 
Hart Massey's daughter, Lillian Massey, was sick and eventually died in the house, after which time one of the grief-stricken maids hung herself in the house. There was also a little boy who fell down the stairs and died not long after. Oh, no. Yeah. So the little boy on the stairs is probably the most popular sighting in the mansion today. Anthony says that families come here and have a hard time because their children always want to play with the boy on the stairs. And some end up leaving because they are so terrified. The boy on the (laughs) stairs. Sorry, children ghosts. It's like the scariest thing to me. Yeah. The boy on the stairs is constantly seen by children and some of the staff also claim to have seen him. Along the staircase is the banister that you can slide your hand across as you're going up or down, and underneath the banister are vertical wooden spindles. A few years ago, one of the spindles off the third floor landing fell off and landed straight on the bar top downstairs mid-shift on a Saturday night. It came crashing down, luckily didn't hurt anybody, it just landed with a thud and terrified the bartender and the people nearby. The manager at the time walked it back upstairs to see where it came from. We recorded it in the logbook, she says, and it was reinstalled and repaired. And then one year later, to the day, the same spindle, which had been fixed, fell off again. No. It was the exact same one. The spindle falling one year to the day is one of the creepiest for all of us, said Anthony. We don't know if that date coincides with when the boy would have fallen, but that one definitely scares us, she says. That is so creepy. According to Anthony, one day while she was doing her walk-arounds to see what needed repairs, she looked up and the same spindle was just sticking out from the banister. No. No. Yeah. So, the second most popular sighting is the creepy woman in the washroom upstairs. Oh. There was a lady. Yeah. I'm sorry. There was, a la- <laughs> there was a lady that had gone into the washroom and could see a pair of feet in one of the stalls from underneath. The lady in question went to the stall right beside it and said that the toilet flushed and the doors to the stalls opened at the same time, but no one actually came out of the other stall. She was in the bathroom by herself. And Anthony says she just so happened to be outside of the bathroom as it happened. And I could see genuine terror in the woman's eyes. There's no doubting when you can feel someone's complete fear, she said. So, like, no one left the bathroom and she was just outside of it, I guess, monitoring the area. And this woman came out being like, holy fuck, frig, I just saw or didn't see. I saw something and then didn't see see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Phantom feet. Yeah, phantom feet. Um, There also used to be a secret tunnel in which attached the house to the Wellesley Hospital. It's been blocked off since, but they used to wheel Lillian back and forth when she was sick when they didn't want to take her outside. A lot of people who come here for psychic conventions and supernatural specialists believe that since the hospital doesn't exist anymore, that spirits of people who died in the hospital can travel through the tunnel. Okay. Recently, a woman from Los Angeles who studies the supernatural requested to take a tour of the mansion. While in the library of the mansion, she said that it had a very masculine dominant force and that it doesn't appreciate the presence of women in the room. Anthony says it's the room that terrifies her the most when closing down at night and turning off the lights. 
She said she always gets an eerie feeling and that just validated her fears. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so Nar City also covered the Keg Mansion and gathered a few experiences from patrons of the restaurant. Okay. So Melanie Ellerby was dining with her husband when she says she encountered two different spirits. As she was dining, she says she felt cold wisps on her arm that gave her goosebumps. She felt the light touches move onto her finger and eventually the back of her neck. Oh. Then a f- yeah. Then a flash across her mind of a woman. She was young, blonde hair with a wide face and blue eyes. She wore her hair swept up and wore a light-colored blouse with a high neck and a long, light-colored shirt. In the flash, she was standing behind me, and she continued to feel the woman's presence throughout, throughout dinner. Oh, God. Laura D. claims to have seen ghosts of children at the restaurant. Children are not allowed in the keg at night, and so she thought it was odd when she saw a boy with dark hair sitting on one of the staircases. She walked past him towards the bar, and when she looked back, he had fit, he had vanished. During another visit, she and a friend were at the second floor bar when they both heard the creepy sound of children's feet pitter-pattering down the stairs. When they looked to see who it was, there was no one there. Ugh. Mia T. was in the wa- woman's washroom alone at the keg mansion, but insists she felt another presence with her the entire time. I came out and looked to the stairs. A woman dressed in a dark, beautiful, old-fashioned dress looked at me. I even said hi to her when walking past and down the stairs. Oh, my God. I felt weird. Yeah, I get goosebumps reading this. Sorry. I I felt weird about it, so I asked the host. He said it was only four male servers that night, no waitresses, and definitely not one in an old-fashioned dress. Oh, my God. One reader at torontoghost.com submitted their experience from the keg mansion, which they recalled that they had been there two other times before this incident occurred, and they always felt a presence in the house, especially in the bathroom. According to the staff there, and of course the Toronto Ghost Society, a woman named Lillian Massey was one of the people who resided there. She says, I'm quite sure that it is her presence I've become very aware of in the bathroom. Anyway, she decided to take a friend there a few nights. She said she, she decided to do this a few nights ago when she wrote the story for some mm-hmm. drinks and dinner. I had mentioned to her the stories about the place and how I felt a serious presence. The whole, whole idea creeped her out, but she did not feel things the way that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, she took her on a mini tour of the house. And when we got to the bathroom, there was a girl that seemed to overhear our discussion. She asked us if we were talking about the ghost. I responded yes, and then she proceeded to tell us that her friend, who was at the keg that night as well, always had problems coming into this bathroom because she strongly felt eyes watching her. Also, it was very clear that it was a feminine energy. My friend and I then said goodbye to the girl and spent a few good minutes trying to look for a table in the bar lounge area. In the process of doing so, um, they bumped into the girl that they met in the bathroom again, and she was now sitting with her friend and started discussing their ghostly experiences, but they didn't talk long because they wanted to sit down and eat. About this time, another friend of hers met with them, and they all got seated while she went to the bathroom. I wasn't scared until I pushed open the door. I was sure that there was another woman in the bathroom, and I glanced underneath the stalls for feet, but I was the only one there. All of a sudden, a feeling of panic grew in me because I could feel as if I were being watched. 
I had not felt this feeling so strongly the last time, and when coming into the bathroom alone, I made my way to one of the bathroom stalls, the one closest to the sink. My knees were shaking at this point. I could 100% feel someone watch me as I closed the door and locked it. While I was in there, her presence came close to the stall door from the outside. I wanted to scream. I tried to get my mind off it, but all of a sudden, the lock on the door, which I was sure I locked tightly, flicked open, and the door slowly creaked open. Oh my god. I literally felt that something was watching me through the opening crack. I couldn't stay there any longer and actually didn't end up relieving myself because I was just too freaked out being watched like that. Yeah. But before running out of the bathroom, I stood with my back to the stall door, completely frozen. I felt like any minute I could catch a glimpse of her prominent presence or hear her voice. After running out of the bathroom, I went to tell those girls what had just had happened. Before I could finish my sentence, the girl we had met in the bathroom asked, did the lock pop open while you were in there? Because mine did. She asked me which stall I was in. It turned out that it was in a completely different one than mine. Oh my God. So it's not like it, the lock had anything to do with why yeah, it popped yeah, yeah, open. Yeah. I um, was actually thinking it's not like only one stall is haunted. It's like the whole bathroom. No, it's the whole bathroom. <laughs> um, and then she also says that she's seen a little boy peeping at me through the staircase railing that leads to the third floor. So the same <gasps> one that... The third floor banister spindle, yeah. Oh my god. Um, so that concludes the first hand experiences that I was able to find about the keg mansion. Um, oh my gosh. And next time we're able to go out and eat, I'd like to make this our next stop and maybe we'll yeah. be able to report back. Yeah, we'll just have to relieve our bladders before we have to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could. I mean, I'd like to still go to the bathroom, but I feel like <laughs> it's a recurring theme here that this girl yeah. is is just chilling in the in the B room just you know no watch yeah telling girls how pretty they are <laughs> I love your dress I love your dress where did you get it where did you get it oh my dress? god don't even <laughs> call him he is nothing you're a goddess <laughs> You're a goddess. Um, well, that's fucking creepy. Um. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I'm down to go for dinner there. I feel uh, like people who listen to this podcast probably have stories about it too. Probably, yeah. If you have a story about the keg mansion, email it to us at paranormalpod.com. <laughs> so, so I decided that I would do the winking judge because oh, okay. in uh, our in- Instagram story that our intern Mary had posted asking, you know, is there any specific hauntings that you want to hear about? 
somebody did write back and they were like, I want to hear about the winking judge because you didn't do the episode. So yeah, fair enough. Like, Sorry okay. about that, guys. <laughs> Fine. We'll get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, my source is this book called Haunted Hamilton. Amazing. By yeah. Mark Leslie. And I think mm-hmm. we've sourced this book before. We but have. It's a good read. So here we go. So. And oh, and by the way, I'm just going to literally read his words from the page. So he wrote it beautifully. So just so everyone knows. Okay. Beautiful. (laughs) Associate a place with drinking and late night cavorting, and you're likely to encounter more than a few unbelievable stories. Nonetheless, Hamilton has its share of haunted drinking establishments and not just haunting of barflies who are a constant fixture on a corner stool. When one thinks about a pub, restaurant, or bar, one imagines a place continually filled with people from various walks of life, each carrying their own personal baggage, whether it's a lightly packed affair or something more foreboding and ominous. These are places where the extremes of emotions are felt, where heightened senses are played upon, and where drama can unfold quickly. The two musical extremes of wanting to party like it's 1999 or drowning one's sorrows in another round of one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, often take place in this type of setting. So is it any wonder that such activity might have a ripple effect on the cosmic aura of a place? We'll take a look at one of the haunted pubs in the Hamilton area. I've just cleaned the bar in front of you. The seat is yours if you want it. Please join me as I pull back the tap and pour you a nice cold glass of speculative wonder. A pub located at 25 Augusta Street in Hamilton specializes in micro-brewed beer. With at least 22 taps, it offers one of the broadest selections, from a standard core selection to a featured series of rotating brands and styles of beers. They have, over the years, served over 285 different beers produced by brewmasters from Ontario, Quebec, and Alberta, as well as selected European imports. The atmosphere at Augusta's Winking Judge is devoted to good beer and offers a perfect place to hang out with old friends, or make new ones. But this pub also offers something that is not on their rather broad list of available brews. For more than 10 years, they've also been home to a number of supernatural visitors. More than 50 sightings of the ghost of an elderly man have been reported by staff and patrons at the place often fondly referred to as The Judge. The man dressed in a dark suit and a top hat, strongly suggesting that he is originally from a time long past, usually appears in the window of the men's washroom on the upper floor. So we got washroom ghosts this episode, babe. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. (laughs) I like, I like we got the the female and males energy coming through in the washrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Bathroom watching is a gender neutral sport. (laughs) We got. Um, he's sometimes seen from the other windows on the main floor, but more often than not, he haunts the men's washroom the way a barfly might haunt its favorite stool. There's nothing frightening or foreboding about his appearances. He's merely there one moment, a silent and eerie specter, and then he disappears. Maria Italia, the bar owner, has explained that this elderly dark man, who is the most often seen ghost in the pub, is not the only one. Some people have experienced what they thought was a cat brushing against their legs. Amused that the bar had their own resident pet, something that usually gives a place some character, 
They would reach down to stroke the animal, only to find nothing there. Augusta's winking judge doesn't have a resident pet, at least not one that you need to feed and clean up after. Inexplicable wisps of smoke have been seen floating up the stairs, even after Hamilton adopted a no-smoking bylaw for bars and restaurants. And footsteps are sometimes heard, particularly when the bar is empty and when there's no one else in the building. Italia has even recounted memories of her daughter having interesting conversations by herself when she was about two years old. And when she was questioned about whom she was speaking to, the little girl would simply answer that she was talking to the man. With too many nocturnal and eerie sightings and happenings at the bar, Maria and her husband, Bill Ray, welcomed a team of paranormal investigators to check things out. Covered in articles in the Hamilton Spectator, as well as via interviews with local radio personalities, the supernatural activities of this Augusta Street bar became well-known back in 2008. The organization that the owners called in was the Southern Ontario Paranormal Society, which was formed by Steve Genier in 2005. They don't charge for their services, which involves investigating a site with more than $5,000 in equipment to attempt to document or record what it calls hot spots of ghostly activity. Having spent a long night in the bar with half a dozen investigators and three sensitives, who are psychics that are attuned to feel otherworldly activity and presences, Genier recorded something that he hadn't heard before, or that no one had ever heard before, um, and it was picked up simultaneously by two independent recording devices in the basement. Slightly obscured by the hum of a nearby refrigerator, a childlike voice can be heard saying, I can hear you. Creepy. (laughs) Uh, Hamilton resident Randy Hines wasn't surprised to learn that the pub was haunted. After reading about the investigation in The Spectator, he contacted reporter Mark McNeil to add some history to the contemporary experiences. Before it was converted into a business establishment, the building used to be a home. And when I looked on the judge's Facebook page, two people commented and were like, that's our great grandfather's house. A lot of weird shit happened there when it was Mm -hmm. like when he was living there. So, um, but they didn't give specifics, which I was like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Heinz said that his grandparents used to live in the house from the mid 1930s until the mid 1970s. And that as a child, he always felt that it was haunted. He reports having heard things such as footsteps walking upstairs and recalls being warned by his grandfather not to go up into the attic because the man, Gord, would get him. <laughs> I've heard this if, one. I've heard the, that name. Yeah. 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 If Gord is indeed the name of the spectral man in the dark suit and top hat, the ghost regularly seen at Augusta's winking judge seems to have mellowed out over time. While feeling uneasy and freaked out at seeing him, nobody's ever felt threatened by his otherworldly visitor. Instead, he's just there, an intriguing and often celebrated ghost who doesn't appear to disrupt or judge, a spirit content to mingle in a place where spirits of the natural world flow quite freely as well. He seems more inclined to linger and adds ambiance to the old Victorian building. And uh, that's it. That's the it's story the of the winking judge. Yeah. judge. I've heard a lot of people comment on this this guy or just sightings of him there. Like it's pretty well known facts around yeah. around the area. So Yeah. 
I, uh, I've had several friends tell me that they've heard the footsteps because like we both have friends who like bartend a lot. Mm -hmm. So I've heard several friends say that they've heard footsteps upstairs. I'm pretty sure that Steven's, my husband's best friend used to bartend there Mm. and he refused to go upstairs where you could hear the footsteps. Like he just would not go. So yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, Alicia would have some, uh, stories from this yeah 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 she'd be a good one to ask for sure mm-hmm. so I, I don't know she'll probably hear this episode and be like yeah i yeah. have been there i forget <laughs> i always get like cats always just jump into my lap or something <laughs> i don't know something crazy um uh. anyway well both of our stories had bartenders in them mm-hmm so we've decided that we're going to do a <laughs> fuck, Mary kill based on, um, like famous, not, I mean, famous characters that are bartenders. It's the cat from the winking judge. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. You okay. go first. <laughs> okay. I'm going first. So bartenders that are, um, famous for their characters in shows. Mm-hmm. We're going with Nick Miller. From mm-hmm. New Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going with, uh, I believe it's pronounced Quark from Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> You'll know it I when know. you see it. I definitely saw him on a list when I looked up the yeah. famous bartenders. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> and, okay, so I don't know this guy's name, and I'm pretty sure he has a name, but, and maybe you'll know. The bartender from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the Hawaiian one. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know his name. You don't but know his you, name. Is, is this the one who's like, I can, now I can name every kind of fish. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that one. That one. Okay. Love it. Um, okay. Right off the bat, we're killing Quark. Uh, out, of, okay. out of here. Get right out of here. Great. Mm-hmm. Get at um, marrying for the forgetting Sarah Marshall bartender and having <laughs> sex with Nick Miller. I have like such an attraction to Nick Miller. Same, um, huge attraction. Yet, so I'm always like, I would marry the shit out of Nick Miller. I love him. Blah blah blah. But then when I like when I really think about it, actually, my husband pointed it out. He's like, you want a man with no bank account who keeps money in a box under his bed and doesn't pay bills because he doesn't believe in it. And I was like. I mean, maybe not. I don't want to be married to that man. We'll have sex with him, though. Will, will bone. Will do that. I agree with your choices overall. Thank you. I will also do the same thing. Perfect. Um, Yes. If I had chosen maybe a different person, one different person, we may, I may have married Nick Miller, but... Yes. We'll go with bone. Yeah. If Quark wasn't in the mix, this would have been a toughie. <laughs> I was going to do, uh, well, you might do them, so I'm not going to say it. But okay, okay. You go first and then we'll, we'll I okay. might add, throw another one at you. Okay. So right off the hop, we're going with mostly Slack from the Simpsons. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, my list just froze. Sorry, Nick. Hold on. There's also like 15 tabs open because, okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, Sam Malone from Cheers mm-hmm. or Lloyd from The Shining. Okay, so 
I'm 100% killing Lloyd the bartender. <laughs> He's the creepiest looking friggin' guy I've ever seen in my uh-huh. life. Um, my other options were uh, the guy from mm-hmm. Cheers. Sam Malone. And, and uh, Mo from Mo. The Simpsons. So I'll marry Mo. Yeah. And then sleep with the Sam alone from That's Cheers. really the only option because like you It really you can't is. have sex with Mo. You can't do I that. Have sex with Mo. But you could definitely no. have sex with Sam. Like ideally you'd want to marry and have sex with Sam, but that's not an option. So No, yeah, exactly. Like I really wouldn't want to marry Mo either. He seems like a real big drag. Yes, but... of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but alas, those are my <laughs> options. what we have to work with, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that Sam alone's the, per- for the person that I was going to. Use. Use, but it's under a different name and maybe I'm Oh wrong. no, there's two different that's bartenders that's from that's Cheers. It. There are two different. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was going to just say Woody. Okay. Yeah. Woody yeah, Boyd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if it was Woody Boyd. Yeah. The guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> and Nick Miller. Uh, I would... I can't kill the guy who knows every kind of fish. That is ab- absurd. Uh, I can't. He's an, a living, breathing angel. Huma, huma, nuka, He's nuka, living, apua. breathing legend. Yeah, bitch. Uh, <laughs> So he stays. I honestly think you did that. <laughs> I, th- right yeah, I think okay, I did. I, I usually can't. I you think did. I did. Um, so I think my mm-hmm. options stay the same. Woody is going to die. I'm still going to have sex with Nick Miller to fulfill this really weird fantasy about having sex with this very irresponsible man who's very attractive to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, that's never happened. And then, um, and then marry the man who knows every type of fish. Because... <laughs> He's okay. a living, breathing angel. That's fair. You would do That's it differently. Fair. You'd kill the fish guy. I'm, I think I'd kill I the fish guy. <laughs> I think I would. And then you'd marry Woody and you would have sex with Nick Miller. You would do it the other no, way. No, I would marry Nick, Nick Miller. Wow. And then have sex with Woody. I don't think you would. I think when it came down to it, when you realized the amount of debt Nick Miller was in, you'd be like, <laughs> I cannot marry this man. I cannot. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, if that was the case, then I probably would just kill Woody and then, and keep the same as you. If that was the case. If I really, when it came down to like walking down the aisle, I was like getting cold feet, then I would change all my answers. Right? (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's it, that's guys. This episode of Paranormal. That's, th- that's this episode. Yeah. Hopefully, you got some goosebumps because I know I did. Yeah. Keep those reviews coming, guys. We're we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. We got like three or four like really nice reviews. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you guys putting in the time. And if you cannot support the podcast by monetary means, then please write a nice review mm-hmm. or. Do both. I mean, if you're up for it. Yeah. But yeah, at the very least, if you do listen to us and you um, are not completely annoyed by everything we do, 
write a review saying how much you if like you're annoyed us. by like one or two things you can still tell everyone how much you like the rest of it so <laughs> yeah like just leave those parts out and <laughs> um, um we have thin skin um we were not prepared for criticism our parents did not equip us for it so also we have like I'm just gonna be real we have big dreams for this podcast we have so many things that we want to do for for our listeners that like to listen to us and even if our listeners can't again cannot contribute uh, money towards the podcast like donations on our patreon um, reviews are a really great way to boost our podcast up the list of popular podcasts which means other people who do have the means to donate might give us some money, which means we can finally put those dreams that we have for you guys into action. So reviews exactly, would yeah. be amazing if you guys have it in you. <laughs> On that note. Stay spooky. I mean, that show big yeah, baby. Yeah, stay spooky, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> if you like this episode of Paranormal, we need your help. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple. And if you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and click the follow button. Even better, you can donate to us on Patreon, where you can access bonus content and members-only merch. To support your favorite spooky duo, go to patreon.com paranormalpod. And for show updates and giveaways, be sure to follow us on Instagram at paranormalpod. And remember, stay, stay spooky! spooky. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.